Well, hello again, everyone. This is part two of uh, the Red and White Authority, episode 62, with the director of player personnel for the Red Wings, Sean Horkoff. Sean will uh, look specifically at some of the prospects in the Red Wings organization, uh, evaluate them, and uh, kind of offer a timeline of when they uh, could be uh, wearing the red and white and performing in Detroit. Enjoy part two. Okay, Sean, so what is your interaction with, with, with Griffins and with Walleye to a lesser degree if they're Detroit prospects? Do you have a lot? Do you spend a lot of time with them? Or does Todd Nelson and his staff and uh, Dan Watson and his staff pretty much know what the Red Wing quote-unquote agenda is for these guys? Well, we spend a lot of time with Grand Rapids especially, not so much with Toledo. I think, um, you know, those guys down there, uh, there's be maybe a couple times a year we'll go down and we'll run through some skills things and we talk to we talk, we talk to Wadi all the time but the majority of our prospects are are up playing in um, in in, totally. in Grand Rapids, uh, Grand Rapids you know right. I mean? like so that's where the majority of our time is spent I think uh, we made a an organizational decision this year to to almost extend training camp for them so in October uh, both Dan and I were down there you know, two to three times a week running running skills camps. Um, right through the month of October, thinking because usually the schedule is a little bit lighter then. Um, so we work in close conjunction with Nellie and, 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 and Benny down there um, and put together a plan for the month in terms of uh, he needs to get his work done, especially uh, when it comes to system play and, and early season, uh, working all those early season kinks. Um, but on top of that too, we wanted to use that good practice time and the extra time that we did have to try to really work on, on, on some good skill work and so we changed that, and then through the year, uh, Dan or I will go down. You know, one of us is down there weekly for sure, either watching the game, practicing. That all depends. We'll work with Nelly closely on that. You know, it depends if um, if there's a great time for practicing, he'll say, "Hey, come on in, we could use some skill work," or he's like, you know, towards the end of the second half of the season, we had to go on a really good run to get in. So we didn't do as much skill work as we would have probably normally done due right. to the fact that he needed to practice. So uh, the year before, we did a lot more skill work at that time because he had a nice hefty lead and. Uh, it was easy to give guys days off or down days or just give full days to, to, to skill work. So so that's kind of how the, the regular season works. And then once the playoffs comes, we're down there like a uh, coach every single day. Every day they're, they're at the rink, we're at the rink. So. Uh, let's get into the prospects because I know sure. that uh, – maybe let's start with some, some of the Grand Rapids guys. Um, uh, a, a guy that uh, really seemed to uh, – really find his game. He was great at the development camp last year, did not have a good prospects tournament or Red Wing training camp, a little bit disappointed, but really, really kind of uh, came of age, so to speak, uh, at Grand Rapids, and uh, that is Philip Aronik. Uh, where where do you think he's at in his development, and what kind of year did he have? Well, you couldn't ask for a better year. I think um, he, in terms of development, he went through an unbelievable year because it probably went the way you'd want it to. You know, he didn't get off to a great start, um, but that's great for us because he had to face some adversity. You know, I think like any young player that comes out of junior, they think that it's just going to be easy, um, but it's not. You know, that, that AHL is a heck of a league down there, and everyone's bigger, faster, stronger. And I think it took him a little while to get adjusted to that. But once he got in and got playing, his second half couldn't have got any better. And obviously, he finished the season was was uh, uh, was voted to the All Rookie Defense Team, which is a huge honor because there's only two defensemen in the whole league to get on that. Um, so he's a guy that made huge leaps and bounds, and a guy that I expect to be right there um, to make the Detroit Red Wings come come next September. So he he has a legitimate shot at, being, at making the roster. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're a big believer. 
you know, and Ken says it all the time, you know, it, you have to come and you have to beat someone out of a job. But if you're not able to do that, you know, at a, at a young age, then you have to go down and be the best player in the minors. And Philip did that this year. So he's proven that. He's going to have, he's probably got an early lead on a guy like Dennis Chalowski. Just be just out of the simple fact that Philip proved it uh, down the AHL. That doesn't mean that Dennis can't come in and beat him out of a job also. We, we want that healthy competition. Um, but when a guy has proven it at the HL level, the, the only other step is to the NHL. Um, he's going to get a good, he's gonna good, good, long, hard look. And on top of that, he left uh, after we got eliminated from, from, from Grand Rapids in the, in the HL playoffs and went over to the World Championship. Started as the seventh defenseman uh, for the Czech Republic team. Right. Um, and then as the tournament went on, by the end of the tournament, he was on the first line PP. He's run the first line PP, playing a ton of minutes. I talked to Yuri Fisher, who's yeah. on management over there. Yeah, he's the general Yuri, manager. Right? Yeah, and Yuri sung his praises, um, obviously, because, you know, he went over there and played well for him. So, thank you know, we're thankful that Yuri, you know, was open to we Right away when we lost, I text Yuri and said, listen, can we get him over there? Um, Yuri's a big fan of Philip, and uh, brought him over. And then Philip went over and did what he had to do. He went over there and won the... Uh, won the respect of the coaches, and by the end of the tournament, was playing big minutes. He's a right-handed shot too, which is good. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Chalowski, let, let's go to him yep. since you brought him up. Uh, you know, he's done everything that that, that the Red Wings have asked him to. Uh, he had a good year in junior hockey. I know he was was traded from uh, Prince George to uh, Portland. Uh, it sounds like, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, that uh, that Chalowski might be. Uh, somebody that might need a little seasoning in Grand Rapids. Well, well, well time will tell. So, I mean, that's not what I'm saying. I, I just through history, kind of, <laughs> you know, you have to trust history. The fact that it's not easy to come right out of junior hockey and step right into the NHL. That's not easy. History's proven that to us, right? So, as good of a year as Dennis had last year, um, he's going to have to get better, and he knows that. Um, you know, but having said that, there's, like I said earlier. Healthy competition is what we want. You know that's what Jeff Blaschel wants. He's going to want to have these young guys come in and push some of the veteran guys for a job. Um, but in order to beat a veteran guy out in camp, you're going to have to play damn well. You know you have to right, cover right. these guys. There's a reason why they're in the NHL. There's a reason why they're veterans. <laughs> they know how to play the game. So uh, for a guy like Dennis to come in, is there going to be room for both Dennis and Philip in the lineup to start the year? Probably most likely not. So they're also in direct competition with with each other. Um, so that's good. That's what we want. We, it's been a long time since we've kind of had that on the back end. So two good prospects pushing our veteran guys, good high-end prospects pushing our veteran guys. Um, but we should have that in camp this year. Um, how about Joe Hicketts, a guy yeah. everybody loves? You know, kind of a, I always bring this up, but a weird stat. He, he played five games for the Red Wings and led them in plus minus yep. and plus five. So uh, he's a guy everyone roots for just because he's five foot eight. Well, and, and just his, his heart. You know, everyone loves that. You know, I think right. with Joe, we, don't, we love his work ethic. I, he, he, he did struggle down in Grand Rapids this year, but was fantastic when he played up in, in, in Detroit. I think with Joe, he's always going to have that. He's always going to have to prove himself that he can, you know, his heart and his brain can overcome his size. You know, it's not easy to play the NHL his size, uh, but he's proven that he can. You know, his next step is going to be to be proof that he can do it over 82 games. You know, I think he got a taste of it last year. He was just, he, had, he had a great camp last year. I know he was disappointed in getting sent down. Um, but he, so I, I think he's a guy that's going to go home in the summer hungry. He knows he has to get in a little bit of better shape. Um, he's got to get a little bit, his body fat's got to get down a little more. And he's got to get more of a of an NHL conditioning. And, uh, you, know, we, we, you know, we're a guy that's going to be, uh, or we're a team that's going to be looking forward to seeing what he can do come September as well. 
Um, Gustav Lindstrom, who the Red yep. Wings just signed to a three-year entry-level contract, uh, I think at the draft last year in Chicago, people surprised that he took him 34th or whatever overall. But uh, he, I was impressed with him at the uh, uh, summer showcase because he had never played on small ice surface before, and he was kind of freaked out. By the third game playing for Team Sweden, it looked like he had played on it his whole yeah. life. He seems to be a real quick study. Yeah, you know, he's a guy, he's got good hockey. He's a guy that kind of does a little bit of everything. First off, he, I think he, every time you see him play for Sweden, he's in more of a defensive role. You know, we think he's got a little more than that to him, a little more offense to him because he proved in the second division over there this year. He kind of ran their power plays, got a good shot from the points, got a great first pass. Um, but he is a guy that's got good size. He likes to play physical. He's a good skater. Uh, he's got a lot of good tool sets there. I'd say he's more on the raw side. He's going to take some time and some seasoning. He just signed with Ferlunda, the the elite league over there, which is a great organization. We had Christopher Ann play there. They're always mm -hmm. up there at the top of the league. They do a great job in developing defense, and they have a good track where that Kling, uh, Klingberg and Lindholm have played there. Um, you know, so he's a guy that I'm excited about, but he's also a guy that's going to need some time. He, physically, he needs to get stronger. You know, he's got, he's got to build, uh, fill out that frame he has. Vili uh, Sariarvi yeah. uh, kind of had to go down to Toledo to find some playing time. Uh, Grand Rapids very deep on the back end. Yeah. Uh, Sariarvi still kind of a work in progress. Where does he stand? At well, this I point? think Billy. I mean, I think he was a little bit of a victim, like you said, just having a lot of defensemen last year. You know, he had to start the year in Toledo. Uh, to his credit, he went down there, he did everything he had to do to get called up, um, got called up, and, and, and when he played, played well. You know, but to, uh, to, to, to his credit, though, when he did play in a lot of situations, it was as, as a seventh defenseman, not a ton of minutes, um, did get some PP, um, but this year uh, he's going to get a much bigger role in Grand Rapids. And I know that he's hungry. You know, we, we still believe in Billy. Um, he's also another guy, he's just another guy that's smaller that's going to have to, uh, is going to have to come up and, 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 and and win a job by his skating, and he's probably going to have to be able to run a power play, you know, given his skill set. Uh, Libor Sulak, yeah. who seems to be maybe a, a pretty good find uh, by the Red Wings. But, uh, big hit, skates very well, um, had a great year in, in, uh, in Finland this year, led the league in points per game for defensemen. Uh, he, too, at the end of the year, came over to Grand Rapids. Uh, I think he only got, in one or, he got in two games at the end of the regular season, and once we lost out the first round, he went over the World Championships as well, played for them, did a good job. Um, so he is a guy. He's, it is a good find, and he's a guy that uh, we're looking forward to next year that will probably most likely start in Grand Rapids. But he's he's raw as well. He needs some coaching. Um, you know, having played in the big ice for the majority of his life, uh, he needs some time on the small ice to adapt to it. Uh, one final defenseman that we'll look at, Casper uh, Katkinsalo, uh, played for... Uh, uh, Let's put it this way. He played for Boston University. They were a real deep team, but he was a true freshman and didn't look out of place. And there was only one game I did not root for him, and that was in the NCAA tournament against Michigan. But he really seems to, if he continues developing, he could be in the red and white someday. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, a, that's another guy that uh, really rocked. You know, he's got good hockey sense. Casper uh, just needs to get on working on his overall conditioning, strength, and foot speed. Um, you know, he's a guy that uh, is at a great university, 
uh, learning a little bit of a transition. Obviously, losing their head coach now to the New York to the yeah, Rangers. Yeah, that's, that's wild. Um, so we'll t- I don't know if they replaced him yet. No, I don't year, think. I don't think no. that they have. But when, when they do, we'll have to see. But we have Len Quinnell that's uh, that runs a D there that, that used to be in the organization before he got that job. Um, so we have a lot of we get a lot of touches on Casper and just a great overall kid. They they love this guy. He's got an unbelievable character. He's a good great kid, kid great yeah. person. He's another one that just can't get enough of the gym, can't get enough of the ice. Um, so, but he's just a younger guy that's going to need some time. He's in a great, and that's that's a, that's what the one benefit about guys that go to college is they have four years. There's not right. a rush for them. We can take them out earlier if they're ready, but if they're not, they have the time for seasoning. So, um, time will tell with Casper when he is, but. He's uh, he's well on his way to great freshman year there in a, in a very deep defensive court. Right, I remember last year when he uh, was up at development camp and Lisa McDowell, the team nutritionist, was giving him a nutrition and what you know when we said, well, are are you going to adapt this? Are you going to do it? He goes, oh yeah. He goes, you know, I'm going to have my own personal chef. Uh, yeah, uh, he's, dialed, yeah he's, he's dialed in. He's as dialed in as he gets, and that's why he really enjoys BU because they're like that as well. You know, right. I think. Uh, they're a well-run college program, and every, you know the kids there and all the players there have uh, endless access to any possible way to get better. So. Right. Well, his own personal chef is his mother. He's yep. So you Which know, it's good. So, yep. <laughs> good. Yeah. Put my, if mom's on board, then then you're doing something right. Let's look at the forward core real quickly here, Sean, because I know you 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 have things to do today. Michael Rasmussen already, I think, penciled in to be uh, third-line left winger on the Red Wings next year. And, and I guess my reasoning is it's such an odd thing. If he does not make the club, he has to go back to junior. But he was so dominant this year. You know, another year is being camped with the Tri-City Americans. Is, is, would that hinder his development? Or well, I mean, that's a tough well, decision you're going to have to make, well, right? Well, I mean, it's common. I mean, you do see other teams have to deal with the same thing. They can't play 10 games. Right. Um, but they don't have to play nine games in a row either. You know what I mean? It can be right. spread out since the time. I think we'll, you know, our hope is that, listen, that he makes it. He's ready. Uh, I've already talked to Russ. We have a, a very clear picture and, and development program for him this summer. He's already started that and begun it. He is a very, very dedicated young man. He he wants to make that jump next year. Not just he sees other young players around the league not just make it, but have success right away. He wants to be that guy, and obviously we want nothing more for that either. But um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But we know that that doesn't that kind of rarely happens. You know, it's not that easy. But he's a kid that. Uh, like I said, is going to put as much time as, as, as possible in, in the summer to be making sure that he's ready. And then, like in terms of the decision, the good news is the majority of the, the, the players make that. Their play makes the decision for right. us. You know, it's 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 pretty it's pretty easy to see. You know, when you can watch these guys, it's really easy to tell if they're ready or not. You know, um, he doesn't have to play nine games in a row, so you can kind of spread that out. You can get a game here, maybe take a game or two off, and get another one if if it's not going well. Um, but if he's not ready to play in the NHL, going back to junior and dominating isn't a bad thing. It's a much better option than, than, than not playing much, being in another lineup in the NHL and not getting the minutes. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. But if he can get just um, you know, uh, standard minutes in the NHL and, and, and play a regular shift and be in the lineup most of the nights, um, I, I, you know, I'm not the head coach, but I can't see uh, why that wouldn't be a... A benefit to him, but I didn't say he—he's he, a little bit of a special player. You know, he's six-six. He's already two-twenty, and then he's in a boy's body. You know, he's—he's he's a guy right. that's most likely going to play at two-thirty-five plus uh, when when it's all said and done. Um, 
but he's a guy that can play net front on your power play very easily. Uh, his hand-eye coordination is which extraordinary. Which is nice. It's not like you're bringing an 18-year-old in that you, you, right. you know that you want to put right in the half wall. That's a whole different ball of wax. You right, know, right, right. If he goes to net front and, and, and play, it's a diff, that's a lot easier than having to come in and do that. Um, and he's also a guy that played this year for the first time the majority of, of, of wing. Uh, so he has that under his belt now, which is nice because you know we you know we don't have to he doesn't have to make the team next year as a centerman. He can make it as a winger, and then we can slowly, well, much like Larkin, you know, slowly right. trend because it's the hardest. You know, playing center is no easy job in the NHL. You know, forget about the offensive side of it. You've got to defend against the best players in the world, and that takes time. You know, so we'll see you with him. Right. Uh, I've got him already making the team, but that's, that's just great. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can sleep easy at night. Yeah. Uh, uh, Evgeny Shvechnikov yeah. seems to have all the tools, uh, was great as a rookie for Grand Rapids, much like Hicketts kind of took a step back last year, at least statistically, came up to Detroit, again, showed some flashes, but I would imagine this is pretty a key year for him, isn't it? I think so. I think, you know, like Joe, I think they both had sophomore slumps. You know, they both came off a great freshman year, uh, or rookie year, sorry. They both won the Calder Cup, which which is a little bit of a hindrance at times. It's great for development because they get in those situations, but the worst part is we played right till almost the end, the end of June. So really what it does is it limits their summer development in terms of being in the gym, putting on the strength they need to put on, uh, the necessary training. And I think when they came to camp, and then uh, Svech got hurt early. Right. You know, and I think that kind of derailed them. And, and then his confidence took a bit of a hit. But he, he finished hard. I thought when he came up and he got his little shot there at the end of the year, I thought he played well for us. You see what he brings at the pro game. He's a big body. He's a guy that can protect the puck down low. Uh, he skates well. He's got a great shot. Um, and he can hold on, he can log time, he logs offensive zone time. He can go in, win a battle, and then he can hold on to it and make a play. And I think that there's value to that in the NHL. Um, and so there's value to, to, to Spetch. And I think he's a guy that's only going to progress and get better. And I look forward to seeing him again. Uh, Dominic Turgeon, kind of, I don't know if he was a surprise. I mean, Detroit needed a defensive uh, center when, when they had some injuries. He came in, I know he had the... Uh, the blood, the blood issue thing, the, the which is you know he's well on the men, which is great. Uh, a bit of a surprise that he it seemed to be. I'm not going to say seamless transition, but he didn't look out of place when he was up in Detroit. Yeah, well, Turgeon is just a real solid bottom bottom six player. You know, up in for us, not just Mike. Shouldn't say this year. He probably got more of an opportunity down in Grand Rapids, but I think as a pro, that's who he's going to be. He's a guy that's solid defensively. He wins draws. He's great in the PK. And he should have some ability to chip in an offense. I think that's going to be his, the biggest question mark for Dom is can he produce enough offense to play in that third line hole and or even even that fourth line hole. You still have to find ways to produce offense without getting power play time and only playing 10 to, you know, 10 to 14 minutes a night. And, um, you know, I think Dom's going to be, that's going to be the biggest question mark with him. But but we are really happy with his, his progress last year. We think he got faster, stronger, skating improved. And you saw that especially early in the season mm-hmm. where his, uh, he was skating while he's playing. And you started seeing the hands and some of the offensive ability. And he produced at a much higher rate down there last year. So he's been he's a kid that since he's come has just been going like this and has a constant steady growth. Uh, we just hope that growth continues next year. Uh, a guy that uh, I know the Red Wings have had high hopes on for the last couple of seasons, uh, Unfortunately, involved in a very ugly racial incident, uh, uh, Giovanni Smith. He's obviously he's a black player. Uh, people were you know hurling you know things at him. Um, before we get into him as a player, when a, a kid's going through something like that, which is unfortunately all too common, um, 
do you try to talk to him about it or does he talk to you? I mean, how, I mean, cause it's, you know, yeah. some guy, I mean, he might be used to it. It probably, it might be so commonplace, you know, kind of like a, like, like a duck, you know, water rolls off his back. But is that something when something ugly like that happens that you, uh, yeah, we spoke, obviously we, we speak a lot with Giovanni, both Dan and I, um, you know, he's a player that we spend a lot of time with. You know, he's a guy that we believe in. Um, he's a guy that needs to work on things, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, it was, it was obviously in a situation like that, it was an ugly situation. I think more, more so than anything, at this point, we just said, listen, you know, you have the, the, the Detroit Red Wings support. If there's anything that you need at any time in terms of, right. of anything here, um, you have our support. And secondly, once you're under our control, and he's playing for Kitchener at the time, and I think they did a good job in handling it, we just said, but just – Breathe easy that if you're ever, or once you're under our, our firm control, uh, we will not put up with any of this. You know what I mean? It's right. We don't condone it. We obviously don't support it. We strongly disagree with it, and we strongly will have your back. So, um, to his credit, he was a guy that just didn't want to, he didn't want to make it a bigger, their team was winning, they were moving on, he didn't want right. to make a bigger deal of it than it was in his mind. I mean, those are his words, and he just didn't want it to be a distraction to his teammates. So, I thought he handled it extremely well professionally. And, um, but like you said, anytime, anytime something like that happens, you really, it just puts a black mark on, on the game of hockey in general overall. Right. Yeah. It, it is sad because it's such a great sport and, and hockey has such a great outreach program. Yeah. Uh, and you know, hockey is for everyone. It's, 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 it's inclusive and, you know, obviously, uh, the Red Wings do a lot of great things, uh, in, in the city of Detroit and in Southeastern Michigan. So, uh, with that as a player, if this kid can put it together, he could be a dominant force. Well, Giovanni's a guy that obviously, I think, you know, got, didn't get off to the start, got injured in training camp last year, hurt his ankle, um, and that kind of really hurt his progress in the first half. You can tell even when he came back, he wasn't, he didn't have the condition that he needed to have. He wasn't skating like he could. And when he's not skating, um, it's difficult for him to play the type of game he does. He's a big physical body that likes to get on the four check. He's got, uh, he can score, he's got a good shot. Um, but if he can't get there, he can't do it. He does best. So I think, um, you know, obviously in the second half, once he got traded to Kitchener, it was a huge boost for him. Um, I think the way that he plays really meshed their style. And then once the playoffs started, you just saw his game take off. You know, I think he was probably their best player in the playoffs, uh, in my opinion. You know, they're most consistent for sure. I think he won. Uh, he was definitely involved. Um, you know, we saw almost every game t together, Dan and I, through the, through the playoffs. The first series against Guelph. Um, I think he single-handedly won, you know, game five there. Same thing happened against Sarnia, the second series. Um, and then and then same thing, really, in, in game six in Kitchener. Um, put it into a game seven uh, against Sault Ste. Marie. So we're a kid that's really happy with this. Side. We're happy that he had that because I think it let him realize again that what his true potential is. Um, he's shown some great focus in terms of what he needs to do this offseason to make sure that he's ready to go next year. Um, he's a guy that wants to cut. He wants to. He's already said he wants to push the Red Wings is next year. You know, obviously that's a tall. It's a tall task for him, um, but there, it's not impossible. You know, he's a big guy. He's strong. He can skate, um, and we get him. So you know, we get him some good proper conditioning in the summer. Uh, he's a guy that's, that could be right there. But if not, I expect him to go down there and have a good year in Grand Rapids and and, and work to get his. You know, to get called back up. Caden Fulcher. Yeah. Uh, I know goaltending might not be your thing, but with Jimmy in the last year of his deal, I know you signed, uh, what, Rybar, the, the, the Czech goalie. Um, Caden a diamond in the rough, perhaps? Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that was another great signing. You know, he's a guy that went uh, all the way to the semifinals of the Memorial Cup, you know, and played extremely played well. Played for Hamilton, so. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and his season only, you know, only improved right from the start. You know, I think he, he too didn't get up to the start. Well, I shouldn't say the the kind of he wasn't having the numbers that he did at the at the end of the season. You know, or sorry, he didn't have at the start of the season that he did at the end, and just got better and better as it went on. He's a guy that will turn pro for us this year. Um, and, and and who knows who knows what's going to happen to him? But he just adds another good goaltender depth, uh, um, you know, to 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 some of the good prospects that we have. Um, what about uh, what about Lindstrom and Nat or Philip? I mean, not Lindstrom. Got Larson. Yeah. Uh, Philip Larson. <laughs> yeah, because he, he seems to be he kind of fits the oddball image of a you know he kind of marches to his own different drummer. Very refreshing though in a, in a way, and, and was fantastic in USHL. Incredible. Well, he's a goalie of the year, you right? Know, I think, and, and by far almost. So that was a pleasant surprise for us. Obviously, where we drafted him later in the later rounds, um, for him to come out and have the season that he did. He's going to Denver next year, which is obviously year in year out perennial top end program, uh, and looks like he's going to be able to challenge right away for a starting job. Um, so he's just like I said, he he's done a guy that's on a, on a good steady climb for us. He's a guy that got injured at the end of the year. Um, but has done a good job rehabbing. Is ready to go now. Has already started his training protocol. Um, you know, Brian Mahoney Wilson's our, our our goaltender kind of guru development kind of guy. That, or the guy that overlooks all these guys. Right. So we're in constant con- uh, contact in terms of our goalies. Um, and he sent me some video of him doing well and, and training back in Sweden. Um, he's gonna be ready to go. He's a guy we're excited about. But goalies are goalies take time. Right. You know, they're, um, and that can be fickle. That can be a, you know. A, a, uh, it's obviously the, a hard position because it's probably the most important position. That's probably why it takes so much time to, to hone their craft. Um, final question. Draft's coming up. Uh, I know you're preparing for development camp. You're at the draft table in Dallas. As soon as someone's drafted and they're there, or if they're drafted and they're not, are you immediately on the phone with them saying, okay, boom, 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 this is, this is welcome to the Red Wings, welcome to the NHL. Now it's real. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Is we're um, we're right there. You know, once they get drafted, you know, they go do the media and their picture, whatever. And then their parents come up. You we usually have a, every team has a suite there, or some area where uh, you'll bring all the players up to, and it's just a gathering area. And that's the very that's the that's the first touch. You know, that's when you interview yourself to them, which is a great day because I remember what that was like. I, I had a really good time with that last year because. It's the dream come true for all these guys. You know? But they know you as a player too, many yeah, of them, right? Yeah, some you have, yeah, yeah, most of them do. And um, but that's not really at that time. It's just you know, you're that's not what's going through their head. You know, they're they're they're, they're, they're just can't believe that they got drafted. Uh, most of them are like, I can't believe to an organization like Detroit Red Wings with such a strong history that we have. Um, so it's just a really exciting time for them. But that's a time where I get to meet them, get to meet their parents, start building a relationship. You know, we collect numbers and obviously emails with, with, with everyone. Uh, I'll start talking about their summer training. Uh, this year, development camp is going to be right after that. So we'll obviously organize travel for them. Uh, they'll have to go home right away and then get on a plane the next day and come right into development camp. Uh, so this year will be a little different in that respect that we'll have uh, uh, Kim Brody and Lisa Wright will be there organizing that for, for us as well to have, make sure that they're ready. And then probably now the development camp set close will be answering a lot of questions. You know, we sit down, you, you kind of lay out a plan for them in the summer, what development plan is going to look like. Uh, you let their parents know a little bit of what we're going to do because we're kind of the, for the next two or three years until they turn pro, we're, you know, Dan and I are the faces that they see and the, and the voices that they talk to the majority of the time. So... Um, you just kind of let them know what it's going to be like, what the, what they can look forward to. Um, obviously, let them know that we're available for them twenty four seven. 
you know both the parents and, and, and the kids and, and that's that's just the, like I said that's the very first time that's where the relations really start. Sean Harkoff, director of uh, player development for the Detroit Red Wings. We have to end it there. There's there's several prospects I couldn't get to just for time constraints today. Uh, and I know a lot of you guys listen to this thing. So if, if I didn't mention you, uh, don't feel slighted. We'll have Sean on again real quick and we'll, we'll find out everything about you as well as the player. But Sean, thanks. Best of luck. I really appreciate it. And uh, uh, try to take a little time off and, and enjoy yourself because it's only going to get more intense from here on out. Great. Thanks, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.